Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2237. Is dairy good or bad for you? An analysis by Nicole Poitavant of idealnutrition.com.au. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own host and narrator. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Is Dairy Good or Bad for You? An Analysis by Nicole Poitavant of idealnutrition.com.au. Dairy was once considered a staple in our diet. Milk would be poured over cereal, added to tea or coffee, blended into milkshakes, or served straight from the carton as a refreshing drink. Today, dairy often takes a back seat with more people opting for dairy-free alternatives. This could be due to ethical reasons, intolerances, or the belief that it can help with health and wellness. In fact, statistics confirm that dairy consumption is on the decline. According to the 2011-2012 Australian Health Survey, more than half the Australian population have inadequate intakes of calcium, and obviously dairy is known for being high in calcium. Milk consumption in Australia is higher than most Western nations, with figures from Dairy Australia showing the average Australian consumes 105 liters of fresh milk per year. But with the rise in popularity of alternate dairy-free milk, yogurts, and cheeses, this figure is on the decline. Why do we consume dairy in the first place? The Australian Dietary Guidelines suggest we have two and a half to four servings of dairy a day, depending on your age group. But what's the reasoning behind this? Dairy is an excellent source of calcium, and in most parts of Australia, it's easily accessible and affordable. Calcium is an essential mineral required to build strong, healthy bones and teeth. It also assists in muscle and nerve function, prevents osteoporosis, and helps with blood clotting. Dairy products are also a rich source of complete protein, meaning they contain all the essential amino acids. Also, dairy contains B12, an essential vitamin found only in animal products, and this can be of particular importance for those that follow a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. Is dairy consumption linked to heart disease? It was once thought that the saturated fat content in full cream milk and other dairy products was linked to an increased risk of heart disease. However, recent studies show that this may not be true. A detailed study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition investigated the relationship between dairy fat intake and cardiovascular disease. The study, which collected information over several decades, 
found that various foods including full-fat dairy milk, yogurt, butter, cheeses, and cream were not found to increase heart disease risk. However, it is important to note that dairy foods were not found to decrease risk either. Is lactose intolerance on the rise? Lactose is the main carbohydrate or sugar found in milk. When we are born, our bodies produce large amounts of the digestive enzyme lactase to break down lactose in breast milk. As we age, the amounts of lactase our bodies produce often declines, and for many people, they decline to the point that they cannot tolerate large amounts of lactose without experiencing symptoms. The number of adult Australians who report being lactose intolerant rose to 4% of the overall population from 2011 to late 2015. This increase was almost entirely made up of women. Now, this could partly be because women are more likely to investigate their symptoms further and look for a cause. It's also important to note that people experience varying levels of lactose intolerance, and some may be able to tolerate more than others. Similarly, many causes of lactose intolerance are temporary due to an illness or injury in the gut. However, Often those with sensitivity to lactose are afraid of reintroducing dairy due to the severity of symptoms. And not all dairy is high in lactose. This can result in sometimes unnecessary avoidance of all dairy, even those that don't contain much lactose. What are the best types of dairy? There are pros and cons to reduced fat versus full fat dairy. Reduced fat dairy obviously has the advantage of being lower in calories. It's also lower in saturated fat and although the fat in dairy is mostly a neutral fat, arguably replacing that with healthy fats from other sources would be even more beneficial. A number of studies have found that consumption of full-fat dairy can be beneficial too. Full-fat dairy has been associated with reduced obesity and a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. In a review that looked at 16 studies, 11 showed that full-fat dairy was associated with reduced obesity. None of these studies showed the same effect for low-fat dairy although it's still worth acknowledging the theoretical side of things in that a calorie deficit is required for weight loss and low-fat dairy is typically lower in calories. Some low-fat dairy also has extra sugar added, but this is not always the case. Low-fat milk, for example, typically does not have sugar added. But because the fat content has been reduced, if you compared per 100 milliliters the sugar content, you'll see it works out to be slightly higher. Research has also found that people with higher levels of different byproducts of full-fat dairy have, on average, a 46% lower risk of getting diabetes than those with lower levels. Despite being lower in calories, there is currently no compelling human evidence to prove that people who eat low-fat dairy are healthier than those who eat full-fat dairy. But for those looking to lose weight, reduced fat may be best if it happens to fit into the diet better. However, full-cream dairy does have its benefits. Fat is required for the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, all of which are found in milk. The fat content in milk can also create a sense of food enjoyment and richness, which promotes satiety. Fermented dairy products, such as yogurt and kefir, contain probiotics that can have numerous health benefits on gut bacteria and overall health. Choose unsweetened, naturally-flavored yogurts, such as good-quality Potset or Greek yogurt to get the most benefits it's important to always check the labels for calcium content as some are higher than others. What if I choose not to eat dairy? For those with no intolerances or ethical issues, dairy can be a valuable part of a varied diet. However, it is not essential and you can still comfortably meet your calcium requirements through other nutritious foods if you make informed dietary decisions. 
Here are some ways to do that. One, milk substitutes. With numerous milk substitutes on the market today, it can be difficult to know which one is best. It's important to always look for options that have been fortified with calcium, preferably with about 300 milligrams of calcium per 250 milliliters, which is the same content as cow's milk. Milk substitutes are not recommended for infants or children. Two, dark green vegetables. Bok choy, kale, parsley, and broccoli are all decent sources of calcium, but it's important to note that you need to eat much larger quantities to get the same benefits. For example, two and a half cups of steamed bok choy equals the same amount of calcium as one cup of cow's milk. Three, fish. Canned salmon or sardines are a great source of calcium, with one small tin providing approximately the same amount as a glass of milk. It is important to choose those with edible bones in order to get the maximum amount of calcium. Four, tofu. 100 grams of tofu has the exact same amount of calcium as a cup of milk, making it an excellent choice for vegans and vegetarians. However, it does need to be calcium set, so always check the label. And five, nuts and seeds. Seeds are nutritional powerhouses with many being great sources of calcium. These include sesame, poppy, and chia seeds. One tablespoon of poppy seeds has 13% of the recommended daily intake of calcium, or the same as half a glass of milk. As for nuts, almonds contain the highest amount of calcium with 300 milligrams of calcium per 100 almonds. The verdict. Adequate calcium intake is essential throughout all life stages. During adolescence, calcium consumption allows our bones to reach optimal density and growth. In adulthood, we naturally start to lose bone mass, so calcium intake can help slow this process. Dairy is an excellent and readily available source of calcium. While eliminating dairy from your diet can make it difficult to meet daily requirements for calcium, it is possible to get adequate calcium from other sources. If you can tolerate dairy products, then enjoying moderate amounts as part of your everyday diet likely has positive effects. If you can't or don't want to have them, you can still have a healthy diet regardless because there are plenty of other options for you. You just listened to the post titled, Is Dairy Good or Bad for You? An Analysis by Nicole Poitavant of idealnutrition.com.au. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I want to go back to the idea of milk substitutes. Today's author, Nicole, mentioned that there are many varieties of these available for purchase now, 
but their nutritional values differ quite a bit. Rice milk, oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk, soy milk, the list goes on and on. And as Nicole said, the calcium contents of these different milks can vary quite a bit. Then, if we want to factor in protein and added sugar content, it can get even more confusing. So, I'll try and narrow it down for you. Right now, soy milk is probably the closest to cow's milk when it comes to protein and calcium content. This is because soy, like milk, is a complete protein, and at the same time, naturally contains higher amounts of calcium, especially when you compare it to other plant-based milks, like rice or oat milk. And again, rice, oats, and coconut are naturally lower in protein. When you want a high-protein meal, you don't usually reach for a bowl of rice, oats, or shaved coconut, right? And because they're naturally low in protein, they're not going to contain as much protein per serving in their milk forms, unless extra protein is added by the food manufacturer during processing. So again, if you sort of want to get to the nitty-gritty bottom line of which plant-based milk is closest to cow's milk, I would say soy milk is probably your best bet. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber or follower of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.